engraved above the portal of the temple of Delphi in ancient Greece was the inscription, Know thyself, and thou shalt know the universe and the gods. In our Rosicrucian Perneus ritual, it is stated that in order to know ourselves, we must listen to the voice of the Master within, and that only this voice can guide us on the way that leads to self-mastery. As Rosicrucians, our goal is to achieve a state of attunement with the cosmic. In order to do this, we must learn to still our minds and become receptive to listen, whether we listen with our ears or with our hearts, or experience the voice of the Master within. Genuine listening is truly an art, for listening at any level can be difficult. In order to listen effectively, one must block out all distractions and focus one's attention. Real listening consists of more than simply hearing. Genuine listening is paying attention to what we hear. The dictionary describes listening as conscious hearing. Our listening can become a channel through which we experience joy and inspiration. Through the technique of real listening, we can better understand and attune with ourselves, with nature, with fellow members of a human family, and with the cosmic. For some of us, being a good listener does not come as automatically as it might seem. It takes work and the desire to develop the technique. I recall a teacher once saying, God gave you two ears and one mouth, and you should consider listening twice as much as you talk. Beginning with our Amorc-affiliated bodies, it is important that we listen to one another. We Rosicrucians are great talkers. When we come to our Rosicrucian groups, we really enjoy being able to talk freely with our fellow Fraters and Sorors who are of like mind. However, it is equally important to listen to one another. Perhaps there is a new member in attendance, and being new and just starting out in the order, he or she may be quite quiet. We may take it for granted that as a recent member, this person has nothing valuable to contribute. However, if we make it a practice to be receptive, we might receive some important insights, suggestions, or information from that person we had prejudged as the least likely source. As parents, we can listen to our children, for sometimes out of the mouths of babes come gems. I don't think that as a parent I was such a good listener, because I remember my teenage son saying, Mom, you never listen. And he was probably right. However, now that I am a grandparent, I really do listen. And it is a joy to listen because I learn so much from my grandchildren and they know that they can depend on me to have the patience to listen to anything, sometimes for an hour long distance, about a video they have seen or what happened in school that day. And I don't care what's going on, I just empty myself and I listen. The youth today is struggling to be heard, so I try to listen. The world we live in is greatly visual. From the time we open our eyes in the morning, we are bombarded with what we see. First, there are lights and shadows, followed by the dawn. Forms, shapes, colors, people, animals, everything man-made and everything in nature. We scurry along busy streets on our way to work and assailed by 
newspaper headlines, and books and magazines on nearby stands. Throughout the day, television screens, computer screens, watches and palm pilots and blackberries, they're all vying for our attention. It is also distracting because the competition for our attention is so great. I find it very restful to stop seeing so much and simply listen, to pay attention, to focus, to catch my breath in a demanding world, especially if I can spend some time out in nature. Where can you go to just listen? If you are lucky to be near the water, there might be the sound of waves breaking on the shore, the sound of birds or of the wind whistling through the trees. Wherever you are, you might just take a moment to listen to the sounds going on around you, the ticking of a clock, the hum of a refrigerator, someone's footsteps, the swish of their pant legs. Sounds can take you away from where you are sitting. You can chuckle as you listen to someone who is laughing in the distance. In a city, I often stop to listen to sidewalk musicians. Some play beautiful ethereal music from their distant home in South America. For just that moment, I am transported and I find myself high atop a very tall mountain, my head in the clouds nearest to God. If it is quiet, you can listen to your breath or try to hear the beating of your heart. Contemplate the wonderful intelligence behind our existence. Listen to the rhythm of ourselves. Contemplate the vibration of sound that created the universe. Sometimes we can listen to nothing. How restful and peaceful, choosing not to pay attention to the noise around us, but instead tuning into the silence. If we listen to the sound of silence, we can connect with the self in a way that gives a sense of wonder and satisfaction. The artists around us are inspired by the voices they hear from within. The composers and musicians, the painters, poets, and writers, the dancers who express the music they hear in sensuous and joyous movement. They all hearken to the voice of creativity as they present our world with beauty and light. The great mystic poet Walt Whitman seems to have closed his eyes simply to listen. When he wrote his famous poem, I Hear America Singing, he says, I hear America singing the varied carols I hear. Those are the mechanics each one singing his, as it should be, blithe and strong. The carpenter singing his as he measures his plank or his beam. The mason singing his as he makes ready for work or leaves off work. The boatman singing what belongs to him in his boat. The deckhand singing on the steamboat deck. The shoemaker singing as he sits on his bench the hatter singing as he stands, the woodcutter's song, the plowboy's on his way to work in the morning, 
the delicious singing of the mother or of the young wife at work or of the girl sewing or washing, each singing what belongs to him or her and to none else. What songs do you hear? Listening, being able to focus our hearing, is essential to our basic goal as mystical students. The wisdom that we seek, the wisdom that cannot be taught, is received the moment we finally hear or listen to the voice of the Master within. In the deepest mystical sense, as we become more proficient in the art of listening, we can experience the most profound answers and understanding. The voice of intuition is the greatest tool we have to assist us in the way we live. Intuition can help us accomplish our goals, guide us to make effective decisions, help us to know when to take action and when to refrain from doing so. Intuition will help us to be safe when we are in danger, assist us in everything we do, advise us, counsel us about who is our friend or foe. Of course, as mystics living in the modern world, we are naturally compelled to tune into the mainstream media. After all, we want to know what is happening in the world. The daily news challenges us to reach deep inside ourselves for understanding, tolerance, wisdom, and love. However, to survive in today's world, it is just as necessary to tune into the master within for answers to the underlying reasons for the sequence of events we find unfolding around us and listen for what can be our role, what we can do to effectively and constructively influence those events. Since we are asked in our Rosicrucian Convocation rituals to carry out spiritual aid and to direct positive thoughts of healing toward all humanity and send thoughts of peace to our world leaders, we know that in our sincerity to assist, we can really make a difference. The sounds of September 11th, 2001 tragedy here in New York City were heard around the world. With this current activity in the Middle East, the echo is still being heard. As I walked the streets of New York City that day, I heard many sounds I will never forget. I listened to hear what was the lesson for us all. And the following visualization came out of that day, and I ask that you join me in what I call a listening visualization for peace. Visualize a convergence of world leaders. They come from everywhere on this planet Earth, representing every belief and religion, race, group, country or tribe, political view or economic standing. There are groups who agree with one another and those who stand alone in their convictions. There are some whose countries are at war at this moment and those who have existed with blood feuds for centuries. And there are those who are at peace. Imagine this special conference where the leaders come together not to talk but to listen. Each leader arrives for the sole purpose of listening. They are a colorful group. Some were splendid in the regalia of their corner of the globe. There are men and women, young and old. They file to their seats in silence. There is no fanfare, no jostling for recognition, no media hype. Here is an atmosphere of respect, unity, and purpose. 
all have come to listen. Each concern or issue has been written out and handed to the moderator. She opens each envelope and states the need or concern that is written. The delegates have written of famine and hunger. They ask for water rights and wells, for land rights and houses to live in. They share concerns for children's rights, for women's rights, for basic human rights. They share their concerns for the sons and daughters missing in action, for the right to speak freely, the right to be educated, to have access to health care, to be gainfully employed, and to be able to read whatever they choose. They speak of environmental needs, and they seek respect for our planet's resources, respect for our Mother Earth. They ask for respect and cooperation. They ask for an end to the devastation of bombs and violence and terrorism. They ask for peace. As the moderator reads each concern, the leaders simply nod in receptivity. We Rosicrucians have one request for each world leader. As we send our thoughts of peace and healing to the leaders of the world, let us visualize and see them continue to be receptive and to listen.